Good morning. Well, it, it's been a while since uh, I've been in a service where literally I think five or six people either saw something or heard something or felt impressed to share all in a moment. It, it was pretty remarkable. Um, a, a word was given, you know, uh, this is the first time that I've ever, I've ever been here in 12 years that we did not have, we had two missionaries that were not able to make the, the trip. And I don't know why that's significant, um, except, and I, I think in this quote, maybe it helps us understand it. This is from uh, Pastor Chris said, Pam, Pam said that we don't have a missionary here this morning. I hear the Lord saying, I am sending you. He is talking about sending the church to the highways and the byways. And a lot of times what we do, if we're being honest, when it comes to missions, right? That's what we do is it's over there. It's over there. That's not, that's not my call. It's not who I'm, I am. I'm not called to another nation. I, I may give, you know, if, if I feel led to, um, but really we don't connect to over there, but really we're, we're called to both and both and needs to be part of your vocabulary a lot because God calls us to wherever he needs us. Right. And very often the life we desire to live and the thing that makes us most alive is on the other side of our fear. Sometimes what we call wisdom is really masquerading as fear. And so I'm not saying that all of you guys are called to go and be a missionary there, but I'm just saying sometimes God is stirring something else inside of us uh, to be a part of. And the global picture now is so much bigger uh, now that, you know, internet and there's, there's transportation and, and we can get finances there quickly. I just want you guys to always keep that on the radar. Okay. I'm going to ask ushers to come forward to receive the mission offering. We're not going to pray. You guys just give as you feel led. So, uh, as leaders, we have to be able to make the adjustments needed, right? Success is found in the mastery of adjustments. Uh, we found out Friday that our missionary would not be able to be here. So, um, one of the really amazing things about being part of this church is how quickly our leaders and our pastors and directors and even our board members, how they respond. You know, what do we need to do? What's our plan? How are we going to go about it? I don't know if you guys recognize, but really do try to be excellent in our preparation so that you guys receive a strong word, great worship, and the Lord can, can minister. But there are just times in life where you got to be able to make changes and do them quickly. And I'm not a guy who likes to pull out an old message. Let's rehash something from two years ago that may not be for now, right? So what we did is we just began to say, let's see what the Lord wants to do. And literally the one thing, the, the consistent thread that came out of all of it, let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And so we are going to see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. I have a, a 15 minute message and everybody said, holy cow, that's the greatest amen I think I've ever received. Oh, and I agree with you. I love short messages too. Um, so I, I wanted to take a moment because the, the, the spiritual gifts in our congregation are so important to the Lord and we are part of an incredibly diverse church. I don't know if you've recognized that, right? Don't you love looking around and seeing somebody who looks nothing like you? That is really, that's amazing. But we also have, because of the diversity, it does increase the complexity, 
right? So I'm going to go over just a, a couple of these things. I don't know if you ever really thought about this, but to be able to lead a church like this is different. So we have different nations represented. I think 50 something nations represented, which is awesome. We have different backgrounds. Everybody comes from a different background, regardless uh, of where it is. You know, I come from Alabama and there's a lot of junk in relation to that. And other people come from other places. And so we have a lot of different backgrounds. We have different genders, male and female. How many know that's enough issues right there alone? Different ages um, in different generations. We are a, um, a, a church that wants to, to celebrate and support and intermingle the different ages and generations. That's really important to us. We have different cultures, right? Not just people who have come from a different country, but wherever you grew up, you grew up within a home with a culture. You went to school with a group of people who had a culture. That area that you grew up with had a culture. Different denominations. I think this is one of the most interesting to me is that we are a Pentecostal church, but we have people from all kinds of different denominations. It's really incredible. Different denominations. We have different church backgrounds. So you grew up in a church and maybe it was high rules, right? And there's a certain way everything needs to be. And then some of you grew up in a church with no rules and holy cow. Why are we got all this stuff that we have to do, right? So there's this spectrum of where people grew up maybe in church. Or maybe you didn't have any church background whatsoever. You have different belief systems. It's how we interpret the world. It's our filter that we use to look at life. And everybody here is going to have a little bit uh, different belief system. And then we have different expectations of God, right? What we think he's going to do for us or what he's like or how we're supposed to respond to each other. What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean uh, to be in community with people, right? Some people think community is we live with each other. We do everything together. And some people, this is as much community as you want to sit in the pew and to leave. And thank you. I'll see you next week. And that's community. And so one of the things that we want you to understand is I love the fact that everybody is here and I, everybody is welcome, regardless, Christian, non-Christian denomination, cultural background, place of origin doesn't matter doesn't matter. But one of the things we have to understand is we're a Pentecostal church. We believe in the gifts. We believe in the power and the person of the Holy spirit. We want to be led by the spirit. It's really important to us in our belief system. Um, and one of the things we value is learning to listen and be led by the spirit, right? We want to be able to listen to what the Holy spirit is saying. We want to know what God's heart is. We want to be able to respond I, and I, I think at times it is really difficult to do all of that in the service. Six people come up. They've got something from the Lord. We've got to make sure we take up the offering for the go mission fund. Got to make sure we have a message. Got to make sure Chris gets her time to lead worship. Got to make sure we have an altar call. Holy cow, right? That's a lot, but we still want to be led by the spirit. And so for me, uh, I, I've listened to thousands of messages now in my time as a Christian. Uh, I, I listen to podcasts and, and videos and I preached them and I've had to sit in them. And there are times that I literally can't remember hardly any messages. 
right? So I value the, the, pre, the preaching of the word because we need that. But a lot of times that's kind of like the food that you've eaten through the years. You can't remember everything you've eaten, but you knew that it actually hopefully benefited your body. It actually helped you sustain you, right? If you ask me what I ate when I was 11 years old in July, I have no idea. But I know that it provided enough substance and sustenance that I grew from it, I used it, and now I'm here, right? But the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, that's kind of like if you asked me when I was 11, hey, tell me some things that happened when you were 11. I would remember my birthday party. I remember going to the beach. I remember maybe going to Six Flags. I remember playing baseball. And a lot of times when we allow the Holy Spirit to do his thing, it's always very personal to us. A word, half y'all are asleep. You may not listen. You may not, you know, uh, apply it. You're going to forget it probably by the time you get to lunch. But when the Holy Spirit does something, you'll never forget it. It becomes a memorial stone to your life that you always point back to. And so um, there, there have been several, you know, through the years that, I mean, God's given us dreams that have happened like the next day. There have been times where my daughter, I, we've talked about this before, when she was a couple of years ago, she had a viral syndrome. And every three weeks for a year and a half, she would get a virus. She would get sick. She would throw up. She would miss school. I was frustrated. I was a little desperate. And I remember uh, a man came to, to minister, laid hands on her. She fell down and he said, I canceled the assignment of the enemy against you. And she got up and she was never sick again from that viral syndrome. So the reason why I say that though is not for me. You ask her, she absolutely believes in a God that heals because she was suffering and now she looks for opportunities to provide healing for somebody else. She believes God moves and, and heals. And so, um, and there are other things too. You know, I have a picture that I'm going to share with you in just a minute that it means something to me that God did something and went out of his way. But we want to be a church of three things. I mean, there's a lot of things we probably want to be, but this morning I'm going to talk about three things. We want to make sure that we provide opportunity to use the diversity of their gifts, right? So the Holy Spirit is the giver of gifts, and we want to make sure there's opportunity for you guys to use your gifts. So let's go to scripture. First Corinthians 12, four through seven. And this is what it, the way that it reads. It says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. Verse five, there are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. So that service, everybody here you probably have some gift and some service, and it's going to look different because of your makeup, your belief system, your personality, and the way you use that is going to be different. You guys with me? So everything is not going to be cookie cutter. It's going to look different. Go to the next verse. God works in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. That's why I love the diversity in the way God is going to work in us is going to be diversified. Y'all with me? All right, let's go. Verse seven, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Stop right there. This is why this is so important is because when you're not operating or using or utilizing what God has given, you're actually hurting the people around you. 
We don't think about that. But God partners with people. He doesn't have to. He chooses to. And he uses the gifts that we have in operation in the world around us. That's why the church shouldn't try to contain it. It should release it. At work, in your home, at Walmart, or any other place that you may go. Right? You want to be open and willing and ready to use what God has given you for the ministry of others. So, let's go through the gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11. For one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to the, another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits. I know that when, when I operate in this gift, this is so funny because young people won't know what I'm talking about, um, is... Uh, whenever somebody says something biblical, but the spirit is off, it sounds like nails on a chalkboard for me. Some young people go, I don't know what a chalkboard is, but so you can Google that and listen, somebody doing their nails on chalkboard and you know what I'm talking about. It says to another different kinds of tongues and to another, the interpretation of tongues. And this is, this is why this is so important is because when we believe in the Pentecostal, uh, in, in our churches that, that when you receive the baptism of the Holy spirit, it opens a door that allows you to utilize these gifts. Okay. Consistently. I believe anybody could probably pastor Mark probably won't agree with me, but I believe there are times where through prayer, you can use some of these gifts, but the door is not always open to con- consistently use those gifts. So here's what I wanted to come to is, uh, a lot of times what happens is people are turned off at times because of the excesses of the gifts. People get weird. People get spooky. People do strange things, right? Um, Some people don't have character, so they have gifting without character. Um, Some people, uh, maybe you've been hurt or uh, abused or something through some of these gifts, and you now want nothing to do with it. I don't know if there's anybody in this room like that, but I remember um, when Chris and I were engaged, um, a, a, a lady said, I have a word for you. The person that you're going to marry is not the person that you're currently engaged with. And she said, you missed that and kept, kept on going, right? That word is not from the Lord. So some people are going to get it wrong. I wish I could run into that person right now and tell them how wrong they were. Hey, and sometimes we don't like the vessels, the personality that the gifts operate in. So now we don't want anything to do with the gifts. And this is not what we desire. We want the Holy Spirit in operation. Now listen, the Holy Spirit doesn't always give you what you're ready for, right? He doesn't wait until you're 80 and now you have all the character needed to use your gift correctly. He gives you a gift that you're supposed to steward and grow into. All over the United States... There's going to be lots and lots of 16 year olds who are going to go in getting ready to get their driver's license. They have taken an online test and they pass a 10 minute driving time. You think they're ready to drive or are they going to have to grow into it over time to learn how to be a great driver? It's going to take time, right? In the same way, that's how we need to grow into the gifts that God has given us. You guys with me? 
All right. So in, in, we want to have diversity of gifts, but we also want to have diversity of the fruit of the spirit. Okay. So fruit of the spirit is, is character. It's maturity. It's how we see the world. It's how we respond to the world. It's how we treat people. It's how we use our gifts. Okay. So, uh, most of us know, probably if you've been in, uh, Bible quiz or anything like that, you know, Galatians five twenty two and 23. Can anybody repeat it? Well, now you can. How about that? But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Some of y'all just mumble those words. So, so here's the thing. The self-control part is so important. The love part is so important. The gentleness part is so important. Because what happens is sometimes you can be gifted and have no character. We see this all the time in the, the superstar world. They have an ability, but they have no maturity. And we want to make sure that we're, we're, we're operating in diversity of gifts and the diversity of through the spirit. One costs something uh, a lot more than the other. Right? Your gifting sometimes is easier to work in, but maturity takes time. And then lastly, I love the diversity of our people, but how many know if there's ever going to be a problem with something, it's always going to be because of people. Go ahead now. Just go ahead and look to the left and to the right. That's, <laughs> that's right. Because they're imperfect. Terry, you may be the only one who's imperfect. You're close, closest to perfection. I know. Uh, so they're imperfect and they have a personality or lack of personality. I don't know, but so, so Paul, listen, Paul was a guy writer of most of the new Testament, right? He was a hard guy to get along with, but it was also probably needed for the things that he would go through and what God, God had called him to. So sometimes we don't want to push away the things of God because of the personality of the person. Okay. Well, why do I say all of this? Why, you know, why are we bringing this up? Because we are really diverse. We have a bunch of different belief systems. We have a bunch of different giftings. We have a, a, a bunch of different pasts, right? A lot of different filters. And the one thing that we need more than anything else is to bring all of this under the leading of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Walt said something before he resigned. And he mentioned it and he said, this church is going to do more in the next eight years than it has in the last 80. Well, how do you think that's going to happen? You think it's going to be because we plan well or because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, right? And that every person in this room is making a decision and taking responsibility to use what God has given them to minister to the world around them. That's what we desire. So, um, leaders are supposed to bring correction, direction. We want to empower, create opportunities for, for ministry gift expression. I, I personally want to see you walk in your calling and your purpose and your passion, the joke. I know, but it's true because I, I believe everybody, because of the intentionality of God designed you, wired you, gave to you specific things to make a difference in the world around you. I do. 
in, in not, not just in church, outside the church and in business or whatever your call is. And we have to be able to give opportunities for you to express that. So one of the things that we want to do this morning is we're going to have prayer teams come down. We're going to take the rest of this time just to honor the Lord. But we also want to uh, provide opportunities that if you need to, to pray about what somebody else has done, maybe you got offended at the gifts or you got offended at God or somebody hurt you or, you know, maybe you haven't walked in your gift in a long time. Maybe you've never even talked about or heard about or prayed for the opportunity to operate in these spiritual gifts and you're hungry. Paul said to be earnestly zealous for the gifts, zealous for the gifts. Why? Because those gifts are for the betterment of other people, the ministry of other people. So we're going to have an altar team here, a prayer team here, and then we're going to position people in every aisle for people who may want a word from the, our prophetic team. Listen, there are people in this room, Jody, whenever we have any kind of issues, we go to Jody Lake. She hears from the Lord. I, I, I want to give you an example of what a word is, a word of knowledge. So I, we go to Macedonia, uh, our, our youth team, and, and we went to Macedonia a couple of years ago. And to be honest with you, I kind of didn't, I didn't feel like we made a huge impact, right? We were obedient. We did what we were asked and, and we helped where we could. But this lady then pulls me aside and she gives me this prophetic word and I keep it, hold on to it. Cause it wasn't just something that was far out. It was something that was already in my heart and she articulated it and I, I made a picture of it. I just, ha I, I want to help many. And she gave me specifics about what many meant, but it, this represents, this picture represents many. And I put it on my wall in my office to remind me of what God has said. Now I get back home and there are two people in this congregation within a month that came up to me and said, Pastor Jason, I don't know if this means anything to you, but I just, I feel like the Lord said, you're going to help many. And you know what I did? I took him by the hand, which sounds a little weird. I took him by the hand and we went into the office and I said, you're right. You heard from the Lord and that's true. Why? So it ministered to me and it ministered to them. But who, who did it all? It was the Holy Spirit through vessels. That's why we have to be willing to do the work of the ministry through the leading of the Holy Spirit. And for some of you, you've never received a word. Can I ask a question? How many have operated in one of the spiritual gifts? Raise your hand. Okay. Pretty good. Put your hands up. How many have never operated or experienced the spiritual gifts? Raise your hand. It's okay. I was, I was there at one time too. Well, today we pray that you get that opportunity to receive ministry through the leading of the Holy Spirit. All right. Hey. And you don't have to prophesy like Moses. You don't need his staff. You don't have to grow out your beard. You don't have to be weird. You can, well, and if you're weird, we're going to have to work around it. Just be normal. Just be normal. You don't have to be spooky. Just be normal. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask the altar team to come forward. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward. If there's something that you know is a blockage, you need forgiveness for, or you need to ask God to help you release. We want to do that. 
For some of you, you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You want those spiritual gifts so that you can minister. We want to do that as well. And then if you want a prophetic word, we're going to have people in the aisle. Listen, raise your hand and we'll come to you. We'll pray for you. We'll prophesy to you. We'll encourage you. This is what the church is supposed to do. All right. So I want you to stand. I want us to worship. But if you want ministry of any kind, you can either come forward or you can raise your hand and we're going to come to you. Father, I pray right now that you would begin to stir hearts, God, that you would begin to, Holy Spirit, that you would speak through your vessels, God, that you would minister to people in need, that you would encourage, you would help. That's what you do. You empower. And we just pray that every person in here walks out knowing that God was in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need ministry,